0: Good morning, sir.
1: Hey, good morning, Kevin, Corey, Mike. Good to be on with you.
0: Now, I know the city of Los Angeles and the state of California are trying to dull my hopes, but can you give me any hope that the Super Bowl will relocate here in about five weeks?
1: Uh, you know, I'm uh, uh, I'm thinking that uh, uh, positively, frankly, for for the California situation uh that's uh that's the plan that is where it's scheduled and uh i really in the spirit of hoping that we uh, have a lesser uh COVID intensity impact here that uh, uh we'll be having it as planned but make no mistake about it if we uh, uh do have a situation where we need to make an adjustment Uh, we have a great place to have that Super Bowl right here, and we all want to be a big uh, can-do participant in it. Jerry, have you been frustrated
2: since 2010 when you got the Super Bowl and everybody says you have the best stadium that gets to kind of go to all the stadiums? We thought as Cowboy fans that you would have it kind of every five to seven years here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex that you haven't got a Super Bowl since.
1: Well, I think this – uh, when we uh, got that Super Bowl, uh, we did a great job. Roger Staubach, people like Ross Pro Jr. were really uh, backing the effort. But we thought that we would sell the fact that this is football country, and it is, and uh, it's just recognized as the heart of the that's uh, the heart of things relative to our sport and our game. And so I think we basically sold all the other owners about. It. This is a big statement about football. This really is something we want to say and say hard uh, to the NFL and to the fans. I still believe that very strongly. And so uh, while you have some of the the weather issues, some of the uh, kind of the vacation experience type issues on uh, the Miamis or the Californias, still this is the center of the country, and logistically it makes a lot of sense for the NFL considering our entire national fan base still believe that still believe we have the best venue and uh, uh, all of that it uh, uh, what we've really run into though is the NFL likes to when you build a new stadium they really like to take that market and uh, give it the big bump that goes with uh, that time new stadium and have a Super Bowl in that area and I think that more than anything the building of new other stadiums has uh, probably kept us from uh, having another one uh, sooner than uh, we've had. So I hold out. I always uh, want to have it. We deserve it. Uh, we're a football country, and I hold out the, the hope. And the same thing when I built the stadium, it's a place for a Super Bowl.
3: Jerry, have you uh, or, or are you taking a different approach to maybe motivating the players here at the end of the season as you get to the playoffs? Or, or is this, this is more like, are you more hands-off and you're like, I'm going to let the coaches be the guys that motivate these guys?
1: Well, I don't uh, really believe uh, that we need motivated uh, as a team uh, at all. Uh, now, issues of preparation, issues of uh, uh, reminding everybody, boy, these don't come along. Uh, this is the apex of uh, what we're out here about. Uh, there'll be only one left standing. Let's, uh, let's give ourselves every opportunity. Uh, the issue of just uh, continuing to emphasize not little things, but, uh, uh, but many things have to come together to have a good football play or have a good football game. Emphasizing the need to really realize that it's, you're one and done if you miss. That's more uh, the uh, area of uh, emphasis of uh, just how important each practice is, how important each snap is in the ball game. So that's a long way of saying, look, everybody knows what's at stake. Everybody knows what we play for. We know what it means to us individually. We know what it means to us as a team. You don't have to work hard to motivate and make that point. Now, how you do it, that's something else. And, of course, that is the primary responsibility of the coaching staff. Now, talk
0: to Jerry Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan. Given the one-and-done nature of the playoffs, I know the NFL and the Players Association just made some adjustments. Would you imagine there would be any more COVID protocol adjustments or return or testing adjustments going into the playoffs to make sure people can be on the field? Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just am looking at uh, society in general, uh, but uh, we're adjusting almost by the day, and uh, to the uh, current, uh, to the just the current uh, uh, numbers, if you will, of the current intensity of it in any given area, and um, that's why we have the Super Bowl talk about it being in Dallas. Uh, that's why we have daily updates from the league as to. Uh, protocols regarding uh, what we do with our teams to keep it competitive, but more importantly, keep it safe. Uh, All of those things are really on a, uh, if you will, day-to-day basis.
0: Now, we got updates yesterday about, unfortunately, Tyron Smith and Anthony Brown joining the COVID protocol. Have there been any more players that y'all have had to put into protocol today or yesterday?
1: No. No. No, we have not, and uh, uh, we're continually uh, uh, evaluating every player situation. Uh, and uh, uh, we, of course, as we near a game time, uh, then that has a that has again not to overuse the word, but it has more sensitivity because uh, a player has prepared, they've done their work. Uh, somebody that you might be playing or might have to play. Not the next man up, but the next man after the next man up. Uh, he needs time to uh, be thinking about. Uh, he's going to be uh, likelihood of him playing, and so uh, just the timing of it. The closer you get to the game, a little more you'd like to have it set of who's going to be out there to play. Now we have great depth, and the best depth I've seen us have in uh, probably a period. Uh, but uh, and that's serving us well for this oh. COVID. But we've And we've also used that depth to gain, by repetition, gain experience this year for young players or even for veteran players that are new in the system. This, this time that they've gotten to be on the field, the snaps they've taken, it's made us a better team and it makes us better have uh, flexibility. Again, uh, the word for depth is flexibility in the COVID situation.
2: Jerry, I'm worried about when Tyron Smith and uh, Micah Parsons, two key contributors to this team, come back next week, how their energy levels will be, their cardio. You get to see these guys that have had COVID on your team come back. Uh, is that a concern that us Cowboy fans should have on, on how they're going to feel come playoff week next, next week?
1: Well, I don't want to sound insensitive about health or insensitive about uh, their overall safety. But if uh, our players are anything, they're fit athletes, and they are fine-tuned, healthy, uh, really ready to go at this time of the year. They're in top form, and I have not seen COVID impact uh, that productivity or that ability to execute physically. I haven't seen COVID impact that when players return.
3: Hall of Famer Jerry Jones joins us here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. And I want to talk a little bit about Kellen Moore real quick. What more do you think that Kellen has to learn to become more of a complete coordinator or a complete coach?
1: Oh, I'm not so sure that, uh, uh, that I could ever answer a question uh, relative how much you've got that you don't know that you need to know, how much you've got to learn. Uh, What the question is, uh, does Kevin have enough uh, to uh, be a a, a top coordinator? And I would say absolutely. Uh, uh, There are other nuances to to be tried almost to be a head coach. And uh, I would say if experience is the teacher, which I would say it's a big factor, then he would have a lot to, uh, to go because he has no experience in being a head coach. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can't be a successful head coach uh, without experience, and uh, we all know it's better to have it. Uh, but uh, there are other qualities that uh, uh, will come out while you're gaining that experience that sometimes may be better than the experience. The freshness, uh, the creativity, uh, some of the angst that goes with it can be a positive uh, when you don't have the experience, and I'm not just talking about coaching, I'm talking about any endeavor that you get into. So uh, uh, I I will tell you that a fresh inexperience can sometimes be a, a real positive as opposed to an experienced, maybe uh, uh, set-in-your-way approach.
0: Definitely agree with all of yeah. that. We've, we've always been curious about this. Does the NFL tip you guys off, tip the teams off at all about what time slot you might be looking at going into the playoffs? Like did they move y'all to Saturday so you could play in Saturday next week? Or do they give you an idea of, Hey, here's where we're thinking you might be playing.
1: That's an astute question. Thank you. And the, uh, the, the, uh, uh and it's one that, uh, the, uh, the better you could make decisions and have the best matchups at the best time slots, the better your viewing audience is. And it's an important factor. And the answer is you don't know until you see who's going to be playing. And because that gives you an idea, especially since you do have one of the games next week will be at home for somebody Uh, when you think about weather, you think about time of day, you think about uh, uh, all of the factors, just the real tangible things. Uh, We don't know who the teams are going to be. Uh, for the most part, we know in our case, Green Bay is going to be in there next week. But apart from that, you got to see some games played. So uh, you can do a lot of work. You can do a lot of practice, uh, machinations. Uh, but to really get down to the nut cutting, you need to see who the teams are going to be.
2: Who's going to win Monday, Alabama or Georgia? Why?
1: Well, I'll tell you, it's tough to beat a team twice. It's real tough. And uh, I think that holds true at any level. And so that's going to be quite a challenge for Alabama uh, to come back and um, uh, win again two times against uh, what I believe may be the best defense, college defense that I've seen. And um, uh, that's going to be quite a challenge for Alabama. Uh, Again, this is kind of out of both sides of your mouth. Mm -hmm. But if Alabama Alabama beats Georgia a second time, they are definitely the number one team in the nation, Alabama. Obviously from, a, Georgia the second time.
0: obviously, from a selfish perspective, I like the idea of not being able to beat a team two more times since the Cowboys might just match <laughs> up with Arizona in the playoffs. So I
1: like that. I like that a lot. Well, I, hey, I'm not so sure that when that ball lands and it it's oblong, and so and you don't know which way it's going to go, I'm not so sure it's got the fact that they've uh, beat that team uh, before in the same year in nine when the ball goes that way there's so many things that that, that uh, cause the outcome of a ball game the fact you played them twice really is uh, gets lost in the shuffle
3: jerry i on last week when michael Gallup went down you know a lot of fans out there were like oh my gosh that's that's you know you had three great receivers and i know you have cedric wilson and Mike turner you're very deep you were just talking about that but do you look at Uh, a Michael Gallup, a CeeDee Lamb, and an Amari Cooper as an embarrassment of riches or a necessity in today's NFL?
1: Well, I look at it uh, a little differently. You can take the three and say, boy, what a good situation. But at the end of the day, when the ball is headed in one of them's direction, uh, then I'm glad we've got that quality at either one of the three it's going to. The play that's going to be made right there. Now the fact that you have two others out there, in this case we're talking about three, should cause your defense to be compromised on all three of them in some form or the other. They should be clearing out for the other one to have a better chance to make the play. Now that's theoretical I'm talking about, but uh, the three receivers should open it up for the one, and the one, if they're that quality receiver, should give you a better chance to have the completion. Now, that's all theory, but I like having the three. It should work that way, but again, uh, you're foiled sometime by clever defense or just happen chance.
0: Now, Wednesday night, they had the Dirk Jersey retirement ceremony, and Mavericks head coach Jason Kidd, joked about because of all of the corona issues, he wanted to give Dirk a 10-day contract. If you could just pluck any former Dallas Cowboy and bring them back to prominence and add them back to the roster, who, who are you picking right now?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I've recently seen uh, Jason Witten. Uh, I'd love to have him for a game. Uh, and I'm not uh, d- uh, demeaning uh, anybody at any position to say this. And DeMarcus Ware, uh, I could use him for a few rushes. Four or five of them in the right spot could really help out there at a time. And so uh, uh, you can probably go on down this, but they come to my mind pretty good. I get to see them a little more often, and they look fit, and I know they could be good. I was walking on the field. It's been a long time. Uh, but it was right after I bought the Cowboys, and we were practicing in Austin, Texas, and I asked Roger Staubach to come down to Austin and join us for practice. I said, you know, every time I'm walking out on the field, we have about 10,000 people watching practice in Austin, and I'm getting booed every time I walk out. <laughs> if you'd walk out, if I could walk out on the field with you, I might see some applause. But so uh, when we were walking out on the field, he looked out and he said, you know, Jerry, he said, the third quarterback, he said, I can handle that job. And he said, we might should think about that. He said, I don't know that I'd be good for an entire 60-so plays. But he said, two or three series, I think I could do it as good as when I play. And he was about 47 years old when he said that. Yeah,
3: and there's no doubt after after being around him as often as we have that uh, he still feels that way in his mind sometimes. That's for sure.
1: I agree with you. I agree with you. And by the way, when he walked out there, he did get the applause. (laughs) And that was some for you, too, right, Jerry? (laughs) Hey, if you could find that you were better than me. And I've had rabbit ears, and I was listening for just one.
0: (laughs) Awesome stuff. Thank you so much, Jerry. Go get that win over the Eagles, and we will catch up with you again next Friday, sir.
1: Thanks, guys. Have a good day.